Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is November 23rd, 2021, or as we like to refer it here in Buccaneers Kingdom, Victory Tuesday. Yeah. Man, I needed that so bad. I needed it more than they did, I think. I think. Molly asked me before the game. She was like all excited already. I'm just sitting there on the couch. I'm like, she's like, "Uh, so do you think we're going to win? And I just looked at it and I was like, I honestly don't know. I lost faith. I I you... repent. This is, you know, I I fell off the wagon. I lost faith. You had me freaked out. I backslid. Yes, she was really freaked out. I was like, uh. Yes. I And, you know, I was like, man, you know, we we need to not just win this game. We need to make a statement. We need to dominate. And guess what? We did. You know, we got through all of the Jameis Winston years, <laughs> all the love years, all the Shannon years. And I don't think I've ever seen you as despondent as you were last week yeah. after the loss to Washington. Yeah. Like you've always just kept the faith and there are I... always reasons that we lost. And last week they were not there. And you had me a little, little concerned. Yes. Well, you know, I, we've seen some bad football with the Buccaneers over the years. And the 2011 team, the last part of it was the worst football I've ever seen. It was, you know, the team just quit. And I saw glimpses of that last week against the Redskins. And I put me in panic mode. Yeah. Like PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> And then on top of that, you know, with that Rick Stroud article that came out concerning Antonio Brown's vaccination status, you know, I'm thinking, oh, great. FBI is going to be kicking in doors. You know, our team's going to be a huge scandal. It's going to be a huge scandal. And the way we played. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this might just torpedo our season. And I was like, oh, please, please let us come out and just stomp the Giants. And we did. Yeah. It was good. It was just what we needed. And I thought the team looked exactly like they did last year when we started getting on our roll. Yes. It was just, mm-hmm. uh, now granted the Giants, not a good team. Apparently not. Three and seven. Yeah. Uh, so it's what we should have done. It's what we should have done to Washington, frankly. Yes. Yes. 100%. More so. I think than the Giants. I think the Giants yeah. are, were a better team previously. Now I don't think so because the way the Redskins whooped up on Carolina, which again, it don't take a whole lot. But yeah, well, the Giants they beat the Raiders, the Panthers, and the Saints. So I mean, they want they beat you know not horrible teams. I mean, Panthers you can throw them in there, but the Raiders and the Saints. They beat the Saints with James Winston. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I was expecting more from them than I, did, I was from the Redskins. Yeah. But, you know, the Redskins, they brought their A-plus game. Best game they've played probably in five years. And the Giants didn't. Giants no. did not bring their A game. Oh, my gosh. It, 
there's no team in the league that can beat us if we bring our A game, even our A minus game. There's nobody that can beat us if we play A minus. Very few teams can beat us if we bring our B game. <laughs> you know, there's only a handful that could. And uh, you know, I think we we played very well. We played, I'd, I'd say A, good solid okay. A yeah. all the way around. Yeah. Now, who would you give game ball to? I've been racking my brain on this one. I don't, so many guys played well. Uh, you know, everyone played so well that like no one really stood out. Right, exactly. You know, it was it was just everybody so, was doing something. Who I got it. Who? I know who I would give the game ball to. Yeah. Steve McClendon Steve. for that interception. Steve. Let's do it. <laughs> the big boy got an so, interception. First yeah. of his career. You know, he, he's he been with us for two years. He's been a rotational player, and he's never really done anything. I mean, he, he's never he's not bad at all. He's just yeah, a guy. Yeah, he's not right. He's a body. He's a body. Yes, and he got that interception. That was just so pretty. Mm-hmm. And it was a great catch, too. He was, like, falling. He when fell he on it. it, yeah. He had to use his whole 300-pound body to catch that ball. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and he kept that thing, too. He took it to the sideline. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was telling Molly, he's going to have that on his mantle in a case. And everybody that ever comes to his house until he dies is going to hear about the story behind that football. His one interception. And it'll be right yeah. beside his Super Bowl ring. Yes. His one interception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's been in the league for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, gosh, like eight years or something? Are you like, yeah, I got it coming up. So the game was exactly what we needed. And it was basically, we beat them in all categories by about three. <laughs> you know, by a factor of three. And, uh, you know, the score showed it. And it, and it just... It, it's really, really what we needed. I was very thankful for that game. I know. I was sweating it, man. I mean, it, you know, I wasn't really, really nervous as much as I was just. Uh, yeah. Well, dread. we've had so many of these primetime games mm-hmm. that just turn into a disaster. Yeah. And I was like, after the Saints game, after the Washington game, the last thing we need to do it shit the bed on national television. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all anyone will be talking about. We got the, you know, and it, it just feels, it just felt like we could be ripe to succumb to that news cycle. Yeah. You know, between the Antonio Brown stuff and then had we lost, it just would have been such a disaster. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I got to give it up to, uh, let's throw a game ball out to the fans in the stadium. Yeah. It did great. You know, it was, the, the it caused a couple penalties on the Giants. The noise, mm-hmm. you know, a couple false starts. It was there. loud. Yeah. And, you know, the announcers were talking about it. I mean, you could hear it on the TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And it was so quiet when we had the ball. At, and you look around in the stadium, there wasn't hardly any Giants fans they, they did pick them out towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. They were showing them. So salty. Oh, gosh, they were, they were not salty. happy. Yeah. yeah. There was one guy Miserable. holding his nose. He was in a Giants jersey. He was holding his nose. Because they stink. They stank it up. Um, Steve McClendon has been in the league 12 years. 12 years. He is 35 years old. Wow. He is like. The dinosaur. Ancient. Yeah. 
Got his first interception. It was great. Well, <laughs> I'm going to look and make sure that was his interception. Yeah, Daniels only... threw it right to him. But that was due to pressure. Now, we were pressured. Daniels mm-hmm. all night oh, long. Oh, yeah. He got murdered. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That yeah. is the first interception of his career. But we didn't get to him sack-wise until the fourth quarter, right? I mean, we didn't get a sack until after we put our second-string offense in. Well, he kept doing that crap where he was getting hit, and then he'd throw it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he made some boneheaded decisions he threw i mean didn't he i mean he threw two interceptions i mm-hmm. can't remember what the other one was oh, it was mike edwards um yeah tipped by Devin white yeah so just not you know he was pretty good when he was getting taken down he was throwing it way out of bounds mm-hmm. so he wasn't like trying to lob it to anybody which i guess is a point in his favor he wasn't totally taken over by the Mahomes effect, is what you're saying. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so, so you would go with McClendon. I I would have to go with Tom Brady. And not because he played particularly outstanding or anything, but it was that one play where he ran for 11 yards. I'm going to say 11 yards. It's officially 10 yards, but he will let you know he ran for 11 yards. Uh, he – it – I don't know, just the energy he brought with that. And I love it. was my favorite play of the game because he slid. I mean, he was running. He actually like hurdled over somebody. And then, you know, he did the slide, but he didn't. It wasn't no weekend slide. It was he jumped in the air and landed on his hip and slid. And as he was sliding, he threw the ball up, you know, in this uh, uh, this manner that was almost taunting. You yeah. know, it was he was it was very you know, take that. It, it was just taunting light, taunting light. But he didn't look anybody in the eyes, so that doesn't count. That's, yeah. And then he jumped right up and he started screaming. He was like, you know, pumping it. Man, the crowd was going crazy. That was my favorite play of the game. And so, you know, I'd give him the game ball just for that. Well, I really was nervous after that first interception. That was not on him. I mean, that was on. Was it not? Yeah, yeah, it was on Mike, hit him, right? Hit him right in the shoulder, right through his hands, hit him in the shoulder. And it's right by our end zone. Mm-hmm. They they got a touchdown off of it, right? Yes. So they ended up tying, mm-hmm. and we were 10-10. to 10. That was 9-13 in the second quarter, and it was the last time they scored. Yeah, and I was nervous about that because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this is what we saw with Washington. Is mm-hmm. that just yeah. going to piss him off? One, is he going to be pissed off at Evans and not throw to him again? <laughs> he's not Aaron Rodgers. I know. On. He's not Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. But, you, I mean, just know, like, interceptions piss him off like nothing else. Like, if he wins a game but he throws an interception, he's mad about it. Yes. He has said that. And so I saw that, inter- you know, the interception happen. And I was just worried about his... Ability to come back from that. That's Tom Brady you're talking I, I about. I know, I know, I know how it, <laughs> I know how it sounds. It's awful. Like he does, he comes back from that kind of stuff all the time. But it just, it just felt like it was one of those games where that could be the weight of it mm-hmm. all could have just been too much. It, like that could have been the straw that breaks the camel's back. So. Yeah, we. I was very happy that it did not happen. We started with the ball, drove right down the field. I mean, it was 
I think, eight plays. There wasn't a single negative or zero play. I think we averaged six yards a play. God, and uh, they scored a touchdown immediately. I mean, it was just like nothing. It was like they didn't and even put that, a defense out there. That is that Super Bowl team. That's right. How, the same way the that same they way looked. We were playing. Boom, boom, boom. You cannot stop us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so then the Giants got the ball. They drove down the field, but we stopped them. They had to kick a field goal. Then we got the ball. We drove down the field, kicked a field goal. And then uh, they got it. Uh, we stopped them. They punted. We got it back. That's when Tom Brady threw the interception. They were right by was the end zone. They were able to uh, shove it in there. And then that's the last time they even sniffed the end zone. It was like our boys went, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're pissed now. We're done with this. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're so tired of me, playing with you. Here's all the Giants' drives. Okay, field goal, punt, touchdown, punt, fumble, downs, interception, punt, interception, <laughs> punt, and downs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they tried a fourth down conversions three or four times, and they only got it once. And they – Here's an interesting fact. Uh, we had seven kickoffs. We kicked off seven times. Wow. Every single one was a touchback. They had zero yards return Dang. on kickoffs. That's quite impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody was playing great. Uh, Pinion didn't miss a single – I mean, Suckup didn't miss a single extra point or a field goal. He was 100% all night. And everybody just played well. There's nobody I can complain about. Uh, Ali Marpet did get hurt, and he was out, and Stinny stepped in for him and played great. Couldn't even I mean, tell Marpet was out, he, I thought. He actually did more than Marpet does. They they were doing plays that had Stinny pulling. You know, they, they do that with Marpet not that much. And there, I saw like four plays where they had Stinny pulling. To the right. And, you know, he he did great. He was blocking everybody you put in front of him. What happened with Allie's injury? I don't know. Oh, it's ob- an oblique. 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 What? That sounds like a yoga injury or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh what is that? <laughs> yoga I didn't even know you could get injuries what? doing yoga. I- Hey, I did. I pulled a hammy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, so um, we beat them up, and we, we've got to keep track of this, and I'm, I'm serious. We've talked about doing this for every year now, but all the coaches and players that we t- either force out of the game, make retire, or get fired. Yeah. Because if you're not aware, Jason Garrett got fired over this game. He was the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. He used to be the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants snatched him up as soon as – Mm-hmm. Jimmy Jones got rid of him, and uh, he's been their offensive coordinator for two, like three years. Two year? yeah. yeah, and uh, yep. After this game, they were like, "No, we're done with you. You're done. Here, we got to fire somebody. Somebody's got to be sacrificed." I know. And here is what is ridiculous to me: is the um, they're elevating Freddie Kitchens to play yeah. caller. I know. I'm like, why? Another ex-coach. Yeah, yeah, for Cleveland, where they went. He was like, horrible. Oh, he was so bad. Well, the, like, maybe that's what the Giants' problem is. Hiring people from Cleveland. Bad coaches. 
Mike Evans had his uh, broke the Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise touchdown record. Yeah. Beat Mike Allstott. I, you know, I was watching during the Washington game and they tried to get the ball to Mike one time and couldn't do it. And then they finally got the, the touchdown to him to tie it up. And then I was like, please, please don't throw another touchdown to Mike because I wanted him to do it, you know, at home. And sure enough, it worked out that way. And that was a great touchdown too. I mean, he, there was there was nothing Bradbury could do. Okay, Bradbury was like behind him. It looked like a middle school dance. <laughs> like Bradbury. But Bradbury is like, he's playing Big Spoon. But he is way smaller than Evans. But yeah, he had his hands out. Like, I mean, out he was just embracing Evans from behind. And there was nothing, yeah. nothing Evans could do. Or nothing Bradbury could do. Yeah, Bradbury. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, there yeah was, Evans just caught the ball, and it was like, why are you hugging me, dude? I know. How big is Bradbury? Because... And then he did the fake, like he was going to throw it in the stands. The ball. I know. That was hysterical. That he was, was like good. messing with the, yeah, the you fans. Know, I got that feeling that the team was just really having a good time last night. They were, you know, from the get-go. You know, they weren't stressed. They weren't uptight. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't like Ralph. Was watching the game. (laughs) (laughs) They came out pretty loose, and I like that. We were much more physical than they were. Yeah. Yeah, just Lenny running over them, like running through. I mean, it takes two or three guys to tackle Mm -hmm. Fournette. Yeah. But he didn't have that many carries. What did he have, 10? He had 10, yes, for 35 yards. And then Rojo got eight, and he had 33 yards and a touchdown. I didn't know Rojo got a touchdown. Good for him. Glad to hear it. Yeah. But both of those guys ran more than anyone on the Giants' side. Saquon Barkley, their leading rusher, had 25 yards. Yeah, we totally shut him out. Wow. They really didn't even try to run him. Now, that's great, but next week we're playing the Colts. And that Ooh. Jonathan guy has been lighting it up. Oh my gosh! If you had him there, in fantasy, yeah, he had five touchdowns this Sunday. But you know, the, the Colts are going to try to run on us because that's pretty much their game right now. Is just running him. Yeah, because Carson Wentz is not. Good. Yeah, he's a horrible quarterback. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. I'm looking forward to seeing. I mean, although they killed Buffalo. 41 to 15. What in the world was Buffalo doing? Holy Jesus. Yeah, this Taylor guy had 185 yards rushing. Rushing. Mm-hmm. Five touchdowns. One was yeah. receiving, right? Right. Yeah, he had four rushing touchdowns. Good grief. Yeah. So he's pretty much their whole team right now. So they're, you know they're going to try to run on us. Mm-hmm. And, and th- that was very kind of surprising with me with the Giants. I really expected them to try and, you know, do something with Barkley, but they didn't. They just went quit immediately. Well, Barkley was coming back from an injury, I think an ankle. But we hurt Barkley last year. Mm. <laughs> so like, he might have been like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that again. I mean, we took him out for the season last year, mm-hmm. I think. Was it the whole season? The uh, 
you know, we, we put Gabbard in halfway through the fourth quarter. And we've done that a number of times this year, at least I want to say three, where, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter, Gabbert comes in and plays out the rest of the thing. It's amazing that Brady is leading the league in yards per game, touchdowns, yardage on the season, and he's basically, you know, Gabbert's come in and played half a quarter three times, so he's basically a quarter and a half behind everybody, and he's still <laughs> beating everybody in yardage. He already has 3,000 yards That's for insane. the 19th time. In his career, so he he's going to break five thousand yards. Yeah, he passed Brett Favre for the most um, most seasons with three thousand plus yards. Brett Favre had eighteen. Peyton Manning has the record right now for five thousand four hundred seventy-seven yards. He did that in two thousand and thirteen. Brady might break that this year. Yeah. Brady's third on the list with 5,235 yards in 2011. Same year, Drew Brees got 5,476 yards. So Drew Brees is second, Tom Brady's third. You know Tom Brady wants that number one spot. Okay, so how many games do we have left? Six. Seven? Six? Oh, wait, yeah, this is... That yeah, was week so eleven. So we're seven. That was our tenth game. Three, ten. Yeah. So we got seven games left. Yes, I get confused because it's a seventeen-game season, but there's eighteen weeks. So I'm like, wait, okay. So yeah, we have seven more games left. We have seven more games left, and he's at how many? Three thousand one hundred and seventy-seven. Twenty-nine touchdowns. Oh, Good what? Lord. What's the touchdown record? Okay, you said 3,177 yards. Okay, so let's let's, let's do some math here. 5,477 okay. minus 3,177. 77. 2,300 yards he needs to go. Okay. Divide that by seven. 328, we'll say 329 yards per game he needs to get. He's averaging over 300 yards a game. Yeah, I think it's like 318. Dang. Man, that'd be be sweet. He needs to to step it up. (laughs) Or just keep it going. Keep on pace. Dang. Wow. Uh,. I hope you can get it. And 20, what's the touchdown record? I am not sure. I think he holds that, right? I do not know. I'm looking it up now. I would have said it was Peyton Manning, 50. or No, I think Mahomes has it now. Like two years ago, he broke it, right? Uh, single season, okay. But this is like everybody, not just quarterbacks. Everybody but quarterbacks. Okay. Okay, I'm going to keep looking at that. Oh, here we go. Oh, Peyton Manning has it with 55. 55. Tom Brady is in second with 50, and Pat Mahomes did tie him. He tied Brady? Yeah. 
So they're both at second with 50. <sighs> so he's got, so 59, that's the record. 55. Okay, 55 is the record. Tom Brady has how many? 29 now? Yeah. So he needs 26 through seven games. That's 3.7 touchdowns a game. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. It can be done. It can be done. And if anybody can do it, I think Tom Brady can do it. Yeah. You know, he's wanting to. If he wants to. to. He wants that ring. That's what he cares about. I know. He doesn't care about the records. No, he does not. Did you notice, like, right after the game, immediately Tom Brady went out and started talking to Mike Glennon, who apparently is a backup at the New York I know. And they talked for quite a bit. It was strange. He did that before he talked to Daniels or anybody else. What what relationship do they have? Do you know? I don't know. I noticed it too. I mean, Glennon is so uh, unique. Like he really stands out. <laughs> He's a head and shoulders above everybody. Just yeah. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite on stilts, and well, he he's only five foot eight, but he's got three foot of neck. <laughs> So he comes out to six foot seven. Do you know he's six foot seven? No. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. They were chatting for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they didn't go to the same college or nothing. I, I don't know. It's really strange why a backup Maybe they've quarterback. done training together or something. Something. Yeah, there's something there, though. Something. I found that interesting. It, it was really sad, but... Good at the same time when Mike Evans broke the record because they did a shot of Mike Allstott mm-hmm. in the booth. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, he's still looking great. I think Mike Allstott looks great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, Mike Allstott was probably my favorite Buccaneer player. And, you know, there's always been a special place in my heart for him. And just to, you know, I know he's completely happy that Mike Evans broke it and, you know, he has nothing but the best for the Buccaneers, but you still go, ah, you know, it's just kind of fading away. Yeah. You know, well, you it's feel. a passing of the torch. Yes. Almost. Yeah. And you're like, Oh man, you know, I don't, I don't want people to forget Mike Allstott. Yeah. He's like the last true fullback, man. BA will never have a fullback. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it was cool. They had him there. Uh, John Lynch was there. Saf was there. You saw Ron that picture? Day. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. All in the booth. And then the guy, who's the big guy that they have with the Hall of Fame that comes and sees all of them? He's retiring, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but I can't remember. Is it, oh, he's the, isn't he the Hall of Fame commissioner? Is that who that is? Uh, yes. President, whatever they call it. I can't, I don't know his name. I see his face right now. But he was in the booth with him, which made me like, I was like, oh, are they? What's he doing there? Is he telling Rondé? It's probably a little too early for that, huh? For them to start surprising people about the Hall of Fame. Carl Baker. Carl Carl. David Baker. Okay. So that was cool that he was surrounded by people from the team. That is cool. But yeah, it's like a passing of the torch and it it is that, you know, it's kind of come full circle since we went to the Super Bowl in 2003 and then now we're at 2020 
and 2021 and they won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so all these records are getting smashed and it's cool. Yes. Yeah, you know, you know, they're totally happy about all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Allstott never played with another team. He retired as a Buccaneer. He lives there. You know, just, you know, same thing with Derrick Brooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Lynch. Ronde. And, yeah, and Ronde. Uh, John Lynch and Warren Sapp, you know, they dabbled in other teams. You know, John Lynch is, you know, still in football. He's general manager of the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. Boo. For how much longer, we don't know. But. Well, they're doing good now. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to see them together. And it's just, I don't know, it just gives you a, a warm feeling in your tummy. Yeah. Nostalgic. Now, one thing about the game I didn't like is we had, I think I counted four dropped passes by our receivers. Didn't like that. Uh, of, of course, penalties, you didn't like that. I think we had six penalties for... 20, no, 30-some yards. Okay, let's talk about that stupid illegal formation penalty. Stupid illegal. What the? You know, and I swear, I swear, this when it happened, I was talking to Molly. I said, look, Bruce Arians is running the same play three times in a row. He does not do that. Bruce Arians does not run the same play twice in a game let alone three times in a drive. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you he was doing that, so he was pointing to the refs going, look, I'm doing the same formation here, and you're not calling that. What mm-hmm. is the difference? And yeah. we sat there and looked at it. I, I don't know what they what they no, were calling. I have no idea what they were calling. I have no idea. Well, didn't they call it on Mike? Yeah, Mike Evans said he wasn't on the line. I don't I don't understand. Like, And he was he was – his feet were lined up with – uh, Jensen. Jensen's feet. Yeah. I mean, how could you yeah. not be on the line if your feet are there was lined up? No, yeah, there was no... That was not a penalty. That yeah, was it was BS. stupid. Yeah. But yeah, I think B.A. would call that three times in a row just to prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, to the refs. He hates us. Same formation, man. It was just like, look, I I wanted to see him on the sideline because I know he was yelling at the refs. Look, oh, look, look you going to call penalty on this one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But again, it goes to show uh, what you know. I complain about here with mainly the media that you know penalties don't mean that much. I mean, it, again, we lost the penalty battle. We were uh, let me see. We had six okay. penalties for thirty nine yards. They only had four penalties for thirty yards, but we stopped them. Penalties didn't mean anything. Like it wasn't even close. No. And really, we got six penalties for 39 yards. Are you kidding me? Like, how can you possibly complain about that? Right. It's not that many. Right. But, you know, when when you lose, everybody looks for reasons why you lost. Yeah. Penalties, that's a low-hanging fruit there. Right. But, you know, all penalties are not the same. And it's, uh, you know, especially when you're beating up on a team, it doesn't matter how many penalties you get. If you beat up on them, you're going to win. Totally irrelevant. Yeah. Total net yards, they had 215. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was their total yardage. We had 402. We doubled them. Uh, they had 66 total yards rushing. We had 94. They had 149 yards passing. We had 308. Wow. Doubled them in that one. Wow. They had, on their even on their... the 
pass completions. They averaged 3.6 yards per pass. <laughs> That's oh, my atrocious. gosh. I know. Oh, my goodness. I mean, our defense was just flying. Yeah, we, we were pressuring him almost every down. Yeah. Even when we rushed three guys, we were getting pressure on him. Uh, we beat them in time of possession pretty badly. It was kind of the exact opposite of last week. They had 24 minutes time of possession. We had 30, 35. So almost a 10 full minutes yeah. difference. Oh, can we talk about that one play where their receiver caught it and then ran backwards to oh, try to. That was a fourth down play. Well, a third or fourth okay. down play. That was some like old buck stuff, like from the past 10 years. That's so some hard, boneheaded you... stuff. No, oh. it was, he was trying to evade a tackle. Yeah. And, or no, did we push him back? And then he started trying to go again. Yeah. And yeah. so if he had just gone down, if he, just fallen down yeah. he would have got the forward progress. Yeah, that was a boneheaded play. Yeah. Just a dumb, dumb move. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you you get you put yourself in a situation where you have to try to make plays. Yeah. You know, you end up making mistakes more than anything. Uh they had two plays that were over fifteen yards. One went their longest play was twenty eight yards. That was a deep pass to Kyle Rudolph. Uh then they had a sixteen yard play after that. We had um uh, six Wow. We had six plays over 15 yards. Uh, 35-yard deep pass to Gronkowski was our big one. Gronk. You know, I've been saying, Gron- what if it's Gronk that we're missing? Mm. We get him back and, and we play and we with a ton of energy and hmm. just dominate. Wouldn't that be something if he does bring? He brings something. What if he's the something? It's not Tom Brady. It's Gronk. Yeah. Well, that'd be crazy. What if, what if that's why Tom Brady had him yeah. come back? And, you know, Tom Brady, <laughs> the last two years at New England. Uh, good point. Yeah. Especially not the last year. Ugh, yeah, the last horrible. year was not. Sean Murphy, Murphy Bunting was back on the field, and he played an outstanding 98% of the defensive snaps. Wow. I thought for sure they were just going to have him play yeah. 20, maybe. Me too. But he yeah. kept getting called for penalties that one penalty again was complete bullcrap the the or they didn't call a penalty well they called it at first and then they picked that one up the receiver grabbed him by the wrist and you can see it and the announcers even missed it they were they were looking at it but he grabbed him by the wrist and was holding smb's wrist Mm -hmm. the whole time Mm -hmm. well and he got one initially like the first drive, I think he mm-hmm. got. Yeah, gave him uh, a pass first interference. Down. Yeah, gave him a first down. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get mad about that kind of stuff. It's, uh, I guess, if we lose, I probably. Would. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, he was just being too physical a little bit, and you get called for it sometimes. So yeah, we were playing little, physical. Yeah, everybody was. I liked seeing that. <clears throat> uh, Jason Pierre Paul. He surprisingly played 70, 76% of the downs. He was out there for 44 plays. And uh, he didn't look that bad. He actually batted a couple passes down. Mm-hmm. That was a weird thing about last week. I don't think he got any passes batted. He's got to be leading the league in that. He averages like two a game. <laughs> and uh, he had three in this one, but one 
the receiver caught it, and then there was a penalty on them, so it didn't count anyhow. Yeah. But uh, JPP did look a little bit better. He still wasn't playing up to his uh, Tasmanian devil self, but yeah, he didn't look like he was out there phoning it in either. Uh, Tryon played 50% of the snaps. Yeah, 20, oh. 29 snaps out there. Yeah, he was hustling. Now, Cam Gill, my boy, he played six snaps and got a sack. Yeah. Got one sack and six snaps. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I Tiny. know. We only got two sacks, so he had one of them. Yeah. We only had two. Yeah, those were two at the very end. Mm-hmm. I think it was like their last drive in the fourth quarter. I think it was uh, Nelson and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cam Gill. Cam Gill. So, a great game. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was much better than I was expecting, but it was about what I was hoping for. Yeah. We, we really needed that. We really, really did. We're back in the conversation nation na- nationally as being, mm-hmm. you know, the team to beat. Of course, there's the Arizona Cardinals, but, you know, everybody's still side-eyeing them. Like, hey, are they serious? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would. Yeah, Molly doesn't think they're. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. They're all that. Prove it. But you know, if it came down to it and it's us against them, everybody's going to pick us. Yeah. They're going to hate to do it, but they're going to. Yeah. I I heard somebody say, I can't remember who it was, national figure, said that they think that the Green Bay Packers are the best team in the NFC. I know. I was like, what? I mean, granted, the Packers aren't playing better than I thought that they would, yeah. especially after yeah. week one. After week and one. After all their mm-hmm. off-season nonsense, they are certainly playing better than what I thought they would. Yeah, they, you know, there's something about Aaron Rodgers. You know, as much as you don't like the guy, you know, he, you know, there's a, there's a whole off-season drama. They come in, first game, look like crap. I thought the team had quit. I thought it was over with. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, he gets them back up. They're, you know, they're slinging the ball down the field. And then there's the whole COVID stuff where they find out he wasn't vaccinated and all this good stuff. And, you know, the team rallied around him. Yeah. You know, that I mean, it, it, it really you know, surprises me. It, I've always said that about him is that he really has the leadership characteristic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's something there. Don't know what it is, but so. I mean, you gotta give the dude props when he deserves it. Yeah, you, as much as you hate to do it. Yeah, that's what sports is all about, man. That's you right. can't. You don't want to be a poor sport. That's right. So that's a that's a pretty decent segue into some other stuff I want to talk about. Oh, are you finished with the game, or you got? Um. Oh, I just had a little bit of news. We released long snapper Carson Tinker today. Really? We brought... Um, dude back. Dude back. I can't even... Um, <coughs> Goodness. Zach Triner. 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 And oh, we also activated Scotty Miller from IR. What? 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 So he's coming back. That's it. That's all my news for the day. That's all you got? Yeah. Well. That's it.
we were going to talk about Mr. Irrelevance Uber oh, commercial. <laughs> my gosh, guys, if y'all haven't seen the Uber commercial starring uh, Stuart, S T U A R D number. No. F- Grant, hmm? yeah. Grant Stewart. Grant Stewart. 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 I don't even know how you pronounce his name. Stewart. He's the Viking. I call him the Viking. He just got that big hair. Looks like <laughs> Troy Palomalo. And when you see him out there playing, he, he rarely gets defensive snaps, but he's on every special team snap. He just he just plays with so much energy. I mean, the guy's just bouncing around out there. Uh, you could tell he's really happy to be in the NFL and to mm-hmm. be a Buccaneers. And he's made some good plays on special teams. So, anyhow, he's got this Uber commercial. Oh, my gosh, I cracked up the first time I saw it. Because they really play on that, I'm Mr. Irrelevant. And you got to see it. Yeah. It is funny. If you haven't seen it, it's on circulating on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, probably on YouTube, too. So, check it out. Yes. Okay. I was... I like the guy, man. He seems to be really just he, – he is – you are going to have to pry that roster spot out mm-hmm. of his cold, dead hands. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's getting national attention. Like yeah. he's uh, I mean, Uber. in an Uber commercial. Awesome Aaron Andrews is in there and all kinds of people. Like, yeah. Those commercials, so. Yeah, he's at that level. Yeah. He's at Aaron cool. Andrews. Now I just need to see him naked too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time Aaron Andrews comes on, I tell Molly, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I've seen her naked. You and every other every other sports dude fan, <laughs> yes. Um. So yes, go check out the Uber commercial now. Okay, Segway. Can we go back to the Segway? Yeah, we, I don't. We, we I ruined no, it. I know. I have no idea what you're going to talk about either. Oh, I'm going to. I'm talk, a little nervous. I'm going to touch on the uh, whole vaccine stuff with Antonio Brown real quick. Okay. The <laughs> during the game, they talked about the vaccine, fake vaccine card, that is supposedly Antonio Brown is accused of producing. They talked about it on Monday Night Football. Now, I was worried about this. I'm like, man, hopefully they won't say anything. You know, there's there's a number of reasons why. One, you know, us football football fans, we're in in our own little bubble. The rest of the world doesn't know what the hell's going on with football. You know, if you don't follow football, you don't even know who Antonio Brown is. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, if there's... If the the rest of the world doesn't know about this, it's kind of cool, you know. If it just stay, you know, when it was brought up, it you know it, it splashed in Tampa. Then it was, you know, of course ESPN dog whistled it, and then uh, you know it went out in the football world a little bit, and it kind of it kind of died. You know, I was surprised by that that it that it didn't hold more weight than it than I expected, or that it did. And then they bring it up in one night football game. And I was like, oh, no, you know, don't do this. Don't do this. Because, you know, a lot of normal people watch Monday night football game, whether whether they intend to or not. You know, mm-hmm. one of the games on, they're just like, oh, I'll check this out. Or somebody in their family wants to watch the game, so they're stuck watching it or whatever. So it gets out to people who aren't in, you know, the football bubble. And, you know, one thing I'm worried about with this is – 
the FBI being involved. I just you just never want that with anybody. And, you know, I don't want them coming in and, you know, just causing a distraction and, and, and all that good stuff, you know, an investigation and all this. So that's one of the things I was worried about. If they brought it up during Monday Night Football, you know, the FBI might to hear about it. You know, I'd be like, oh, hey, well, who's this? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't know if you're aware or not. FBI is not really, you know, I mean, they're not like you, like you see in the movies. I mean, they're, they're basically, they read stuff in the paper just like we do, and then they investigate it, you know, it's how they operate. Uh, anyhow, so, you know, I was worried about that when they did it. But one thing that cracked me up about it is they, 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 they talked about it real briefly, too. I was I was very happy in about the that. very beginning. Yes. Like it was that first drive in the game, and they were showing him. They kept showing him on the sideline, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, Antonio Brown's there. Has he been there this whole time that he's been injured? Like, is this the first game that they had him on the sideline? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't recall I don't... seeing him before. Right? Uh, he might have been. I just but now that they're showing him, he's like right there. It's in your face right. and talking about him. Yeah, so so we were wondering, are they only showing him now because they're talking about this, or is this the first time he's been on the sideline or whatever? <laughs> so, so anyhow, they touch on it real briefly. They have a little graphic they put up and everything, but it cracked me up, and I was so happy about it. Not only that they didn't really spend a whole lot of time on it, but they didn't give any credit to Rick Stroud or the Tampa Bay Times at all. There was no mention of oh, them. No. There was no little... You know, thing at the bottom yeah, that said, like, you know, from her report. Yeah. From, <laughs> so I was like, you oh, know, you know, they were furious. So mad. Rick Shaw sitting there going, seriously, they're stealing my stuff. I and mean, then anybody <laughs> give me credit. Cause I, if you don't, you know anything about media people, that's all they care about. Mm-hmm. Give me credit. Give me credit. Mm-hmm. You know, don't plagiarize. Give me credit. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And I was just cracking up. I was like, uh-huh. you know what? Because screw that guy. Screw him. Mm-hmm. He's trying to take down our team. He's tra- and I've got the evidence of that. I'm going to talk about that right now. He is trying to take us down. So anyhow, if you're not aware, Rick Stroud broke the story that there's gossip. <laughs> that there's gossip out there. And uh, apparently Antonio Brown's ex-personal chef, uh, kind of like revenge porn, has put this out there in order to hurt Antonio Brown. You know, Antonio Brown supposedly owes him money. And, you know, I, I don't know how he expects to get money by releasing this information. I know. I wouldn't pay him now just for that. Well, I, I mean, yeah, right. You're, you know, if Antonio Brown can prove that he's got a valid vaccination card, he can bury this, <laughs> this chef mm-hmm. for defamation. Bad. Or libel. Which one is it? That, um, that'd be definitely. Libel. Yeah, it's libel. Yeah. Libel's so written. Yes. And, you know, Tampa Bay Times, Rick Stroud could get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. But, that, you know, that's neither here nor there. So, it, anyhow, Rick Stroud brings a, writes this long going article about how you know, great this personal chef is and his sex tape broker friend. And how crappy Antonio Brown is. It was basically the gist of the story, if you read the article. Well, Rick Stroud did a podcast on it that night. And 
He had some interesting things to say. Now, I didn't give Rick Stroud the benefit of the doubt at all because, you know, I've seen how he operates for quite some time. And, you know, he's not a fan of this team. As a matter of fact, I think he doesn't like this team a whole lot. You know, he's proud to say he's not a fanboy. I'm not a fanboy of the Buccaneers. <laughs> and he's, he's, they've written, in the Tampa Bay Times in particular, they're, they're very hard on the Buccaneers. The ownership, the coaches, and all that good stuff. Everyone that they hire. Everyone they hire. Except for very few. There, you know, there's been a few that they've, uh, Lovey Smith, they didn't go after. Uh, Jerry McCoy, they were real buddy buddy with. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, on this podcast, he starts explaining, you know, more in depth about how this all came about and explaining, you know, he had a very long, extensive conversations over numerous days with this personal chef. And he's like, you know, I really like the guy. I think he's, a, he seemed to be a genuine person. He's, there doesn't seem to be a vindictive bone in his body or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the, how in the world are you saying that when he's he's putting this out? The, the vaccination card stuff has absolutely nothing to do with him getting $10,000. It's just pure fucking spite. Mm-hmm. And, you're and he even says say, it. I tried to go through his lawyer <laughs> to get be- money. And I couldn't. And so I'm doing this. Yeah. And Rick Charles is making the excuse for him. He's saying that. You know, well, you know, this guy had to go and get this uh, headhunter Hollywood guy because he couldn't afford a lawyer, and he realized that it would a lawyer would cost more than the ten thousand dollars he was going to get. So he, this is the best way for him to go about it. That's complete, utter nonsense. I mean, that's that's the reason why we have small claims courts in America, so you don't get bankrupted trying to go after a small amount of money. You know, a, a small claims court, you go in in front of a judge. You know, there's no trial. There's no jury. There's no, it's just like you see on Judge Judy. It's just mm-hmm. you go in, you present the evidence, and the judge goes, yeah, okay, you owe him money. Now you pay him. That's it, you know? And you don't need a lawyer for that. As a matter of fact, you can't have a lawyer there. So anyhow. Uh, anyhow, uh, Rick Stroud, you know, he goes and he's explaining and all this good stuff. But then he gets to, like, the reason why he printed this. And he made it pure and clear that he was, he felt that Antonio Brown needs to be punished severely for endangering the lives of people. I mean, I'm going to quote some stuff here that he said. He said, you're endangering people, putting people at risk, people that trust you, that you're safe, that you're doing what you're supposed to. Merely because they do not want to go through the trouble of actually taking the vaccine and they're trying to enjoy some of the pleasures, if you will, or the allowances for people who are vaccinated. That was his, that was his justification for writing this mess. <laughs> you know, can you, I mean, what, what's the mentality of somebody like this? You know, is that you're endangering people. For one, Antonio Brown's already got antibodies now, whether he's vaccinated or not, because he contracted COVID. So he's more immune to COVID than people who have been vaccinated. So he ain't endangering nobody. Mm-hmm. You know? And then it's also everybody that apparently Rick Shot is saying he endangered, they're already vaccinated. All the coaching staff, all the, the people who are worried about catching COVID, they're already vaccinated. 
So how in the world is Antonio Brown endangering them if he's not vaccinated? It's just insanity. It's insanity. I told you I don't want to talk about this crap anymore, but here we are because they're trying to, to take down our team. Now, Rick Stroud goes on and he says, you have to make an example out of Antonio Brown. What? That's what he said. He said, if he knowingly passed themselves off as vaccinated when they are not, you need to make an example out of it. He said he need to be suspended. And he says, you need urgency on this. I mean, his podcast made it plain outright. He wants Antonio Brown suspended and punished, not because Antonio Brown uh, did anything bad to hurt the football team. It's because Rick Stroud doesn't like the fact that Antonio Brown said he was vaccinated when he might not have been. Because Rick Stroud thinks that he endangered people. It's and so it's his personal mission. It's his personal mission to take to Antonio make sure Brown. Sure, that Antonio Brown is punished accordingly. Yeah, yeah, said it right there on his podcast. That you need to make an example out of it. He, they were talking about the NHL and some other leagues have fined and suspended people who have they have fakes vaccine cards or lied about whatever. I, I don't know because I don't pay attention to any other leagues. But he was like, if that ha- if it's true here, we need to make you an example out of him. Let the let, let everybody else in the league know that you can't do this. It's like, whoa, man, we got so many hall monitors in America. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And they're in the media class. Yeah, they are. I mean, if you're a hall monitor. Yeah. Yeah. So probably attracted to that profession. That's those people. Those people's the people who volunteered to be hall monitors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was always always side out of those people anyhow mm-hmm. in high school and junior high, whatever. Do they even have hall monitors anymore? No, we didn't when I was coming up. You didn't? No. Wow. I saw it on like that, no, that, no. That's stuff. because y'all got like real police officers now. Yeah, we had cameras. God, oof. you know, I went to my son's school in elementary school back when he was in first grade, and I might even be in kindergarten, and I was blown away. It was like walking into a jail. This was the same school I went to when I was his age. It was like walking into a jail. You had to go through a metal detector. There was a police officer sitting at the front desk. Uh, you had to. Go through them, or it was a security person in mm-hmm. a uniform. They, I don't think they were. It was an old lady in his school. She wasn't that old. Yeah, but like, what's she gonna do? Yeah, I don't think she could have taken me if I wanted to get in. No. And uh, they had cameras up everywhere, and it's just, it's that's a bad. Uh, I don't want my kids yeah. in that environment. Well, I was there for the transition because I was in elementary school when Columbine happened. So before mm. Columbine, none of that happened. We didn't have any of that. And then right. after Columbine is when they all, everyone started, in all the school systems invested in cameras and resource officers and all that kind of stuff. Why do we freak out as a nation over things like that? You know, when something happens, uh, unusual stuff like that is always going to happen. And we just always seem to overreact. You know, it's just like we got to you start messing with people's kids. They get freaked out, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right, I mean, let's not get into okay. this because yeah. it's not <laughs> football related. <laughs> let's keep yeah. it moving. So if you're if you're new to the podcast or if you're, you know, 
haven't been paying attention to everything. If you read to Tampa Bay Times, any of the reporters there, or Rick Stroud, and I would go so far as to say is ESPN and maybe even some of the other things, they are not fans of this team. They are not there to help. They're not giving you information that's going to make this team look good. They're the exact opposite. You know, they want to further their career. They want to get the scoop. They want to, I don't know, apparently punish players that they feel need to be punished. They want to be judge, jury, and executioner. So take it for what you will, but me, I don't, I wouldn't read Rick Stroud's stuff. You know, if I was forced to, if it was the last thing in the library. Yeah. And I think that the organization's handling it very well. I mean, they're answering questions about it, but they're just very short. They're like, yeah, nothing seemed irregular to us. And we're just talking about the Giants now. Like it was very wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, they're not putting too much into it. They're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, couch fainting over the whole thing and saying, oh, we've got to come, you know, have an investigation. Like, they're just, I think they're doing the best that they can. And I thought it was a genius move. Tom Brady initially was supposed to be available to the media on Friday. The story had broken Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so they moved his press conference from Friday to Saturday, right. which I thought was amazing because you remove that opportunity for them to bother him with it. Badger him about yeah. it. Yeah. Which is what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And so you delay that. You give them, you, you give him a little bit of time. And I didn't even watch the press conference. I don't, I'm sure it came up. I didn't see what his answer was. Mm. I don't care. That's why. Well, I just don't care. The the personal chef didn't just accuse Antonio Brown. He said there were other players on the team who have fake vaccination cards. And one of those players, we don't know who it is. They haven't been identified by anybody yet. But one of the players that he accused, the Buccaneers came out and said, "No, that's not possible because he was in the he was here at one buck place, and we saw him get injected. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole bunch of you know, inconsistencies. Yeah, as it stands right it's now, it's unsubstantiated. This is rumors from a disgruntled employee. Yeah, yeah. And so, to me, like this story has kind of lost a lot of traction. Oh yeah. And I just don't, you know. I don't think anything else is going to come of it. I think we're going to hear the quietly, whatever the results of the investigation are, and it's just going to go away because I think it's a non-story. Yeah. Are they even going to investigate it? Because you got to figure, I mean, even if Antonio Brown does have a the fake vaccination card, I can guarantee you he's not the only one in the league. You know, I guarantee you there's a lot of guys. You know, that's one of the things that pissed me off about on this podcast. You know, Rick Stroud said that uh, he didn't want to get the vaccination merely because he didn't want to go through the trouble of actually taking the vaccine. I mean, that's such such an arrogant way to look at this. No, Antonio Brown was worried about the physical aspects on his body because unlike Rick Stroud, Antonio Brown uses his body. You know, 
you know, just sit around and eat potato chips all day. Mm-hmm. He's out there. His body is the way he makes money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, taking these vaccines to some of these guys, that's a big choice. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing that they have to think about. And to act like, no, he didn't want to take it just because of the inconvenience, the trouble. Right. Because what other reason could you have? Right. And, you know, he said, and then he goes on, he says, uh, he didn't want to take it because, but he was, he still wanted to enjoy some of the pleasures or the allowances for people who are vaccinated. You notice how, how he said that. Mm-hmm. It made, he hid, hid nothing of the fact that if you're vaccinated, you get you're rewards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's your reward for getting your dog, you know, here's your dog treat for doing mm-hmm. it. You know, it's just, ugh, this makes me sick. It's like, ah. Hall monitors, man. Well, I think it's just going to go away. I think it's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the one of the reasons why I think it's just like with the officials. If there's ever a official scandal, they're going to make it go away, and they probably already have done anyway. Mm-hmm. Because the NFL, they make way too much money. They can't have stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they know that if they dive into this, they're going to have to do it with every team, and they might find out something they don't want to find out is that. Probably quite a few hundred guys have fake vaccine cards. Because mm-hmm. you could easily fake those vaccine cards. I mean, it's not, you know, it's they're not like a $20 pill where you got holograms and all that mm-hmm. stuff on. So anyhow, screw Rick Stroud, not a friend of the Bucks. <laughs> That's right. I would, say, I would say the enemy of the Buccaneers. I agree. Yeah. All righty, guys. Anything else? No. I think we are, do it. We are back on top. I think in the division, we're how many games up? Probably two. That's what I'm thinking. Let's look at Because um, New Orleans lost to yep. the Eagles, and mm-hmm. Panthers lost to Washington. Of course, Atlanta lost on Thursday Night Football to, was it Dallas? No, Patriots. Patriots. Patriots, yeah. It got stopped. So... Yeah, we're yeah, it, sitting pretty. Uh, this is two weeks now where everything has gone our way, except for the Arizona Cardinals. They won. I mean, Green Bay lost to Minnesota. I was like, who saw that? Yeah, guy? that was a close one. Yeah, it was a good game too. Uh, so you know, then not only are we a good football thing, team, but things are going in our favor. The New Orleans Saints are five and five. They're two games behind us. And uh, we are sitting pretty at the top of the division. We are two games behind the Arizona Cardinals. We want that top seed. We want that top seed so we can get the bye week. Okay, so currently here are the playoff standings. Cardinals first. They are 9-2, and two, so we are two games behind them. Uh, so they have the number one seed in a first round bye. Packers are 8-3, and three, so they're number two. We are 7-3. and three. We're number three. Cowboys are seven and three. They are fourth. And then we got the Rams at seven and three. Ooh, the Vikings at five and five. And then the Saints at five and five. So they are squeaking in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with five, a five and five record. The Cardinals have the Bears coming up, then the Rams, the Lions, the Colts. Cowboys and Seahawks, so they don't have that hard of a schedule either. I mean, the Rams might be a little difficult, Colts might be difficult, Cowboys might be difficult, but they compared do have, to our schedule, though, pfft, I know, like ours is a cakewalk from yeah. here on out. The Colts might be a little tricky, 
the Bills, the Bills. maybe. We'll see how we'll they see. are. We'll see, yeah, I don't what's know. happened with them. Yeah. Good Lord. We don't have enough time to get, delve into that. All right, we got to wrap this up, man. Okay. All right, so guys, let's be happy. Let's enjoy this week. Uh, savor it. We've had many, many over the past year and a half, and we deserve it because not only are we awesome, but damn, did we go a long time <laughs> <laughs> seeing some crappy football. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All right. Happy Victory Tuesday, guys. Till next time. Go Bucks. <laughs>